beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. to tell you. And you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Selfies. Love them or hate them, most people feel some kind of way about not only taking, but especially sharing photos of themselves that they took themselves. And we're going to talk about selfies today. I've been meaning to talk about this for years, actually. Not just selfies in general, but selfie shame. And why so many of us have such complicated feelings around these silly photos. I've wanted to talk about it for years because... For the entire length of time that I have hosted online challenges, specifically One Day HH, which is a social media challenge I've hosted for almost a decade now, where the challenge is to capture a day in your life, hour by hour, just one day, what a normal day looks like for you. I've hosted this for a long time. It's always in the fall. And while the Rules are pretty loose around One Day HH. I do often encourage people to take and share 
a selfie on that day as part of this is what my life looks like right now. There's the angle of this is what I look like right now. This is what I look like on a normal Tuesday. And every single year that we do One Day HH, the people who are participating, hundreds, thousands of people who are participating in this challenge, a lot of them do post a selfie as part of their day. And inevitably, I read caption after caption where they are apologizing for that selfie. And sometimes it's an overt apology, like, I'm so sorry, I never do this. Sometimes it's, you know, a more kind of a hidden apology idea in the caption, like, I'm not normally a selfie person, but, or I haven't posted a selfie in a long time, or, you know, they make a joke about it being awkward, or they make a joke about some kind of selfie joke instead of just posting the selfie as a way to acknowledge that they don't normally do it, or that they understand that there's something that they don't love about it. I see this every single year, and I'm always reminded, gosh, we need to talk more about this selfie thing. And I think I have talked about it a little bit on social media, but I haven't done an episode around it or had like a big conversation around it, and I've been meaning to. Well, right now, we are in the middle of my current social media challenge, One Day May, hashtag One Day May, where every day in May, we are answering a small prompt sharing a little bit about ourselves just as a fun little social media challenge to get us sharing, get us connecting, you know, give a creative outlet. You know, a lot of times we're not even sure what to post on social media or what to share of ourselves. And so I thought for May, I would provide 31 prompts, one prompt a day. There are different levels of, you know, shallow and silly to sort of deeper and more thoughtful You can participate in as many days as you want or just the prompts that interest you. But the very first one on May 1st, the very first prompt for One Day May was start with a selfie. And I did that on purpose and I knew it was going to elicit a lot of feelings. I knew that for some people that takes them out of the whole challenge, like start with a selfie. They don't want to do One Day May at all. For other people, they participated, but that like might be the most vulnerable post they share all month was to share a photo of themselves, of their face. So before we get too deep into talking about our hangups around selfies and talking about sort of selfie shame or selfie empowerment, which is where I hope we land a little bit. Let's just define what a selfie is because it seems like it would be really clear, but it's not totally clear because a selfie traditionally is not new by any means to the smartphone camera era that we're living in. It's just turning the camera on yourself, holding the camera yourself, or just pointing it towards yourself and taking a photo. And I think that traditionally selfie in the way that we use that slang now meant only yourself, like you were the only person in the picture. But of course, now we use it as a slang where you say, let's take a selfie and you mean with other people. But it usually does mean that someone is holding the camera. So their arm is out. The camera is pointed towards the subject. And it is very clear 
that everyone present or everyone in the photo was part of taking the photo as opposed to, of course, someone else taking a photo of you alone or of the group of you. Now, it does get convoluted because does selfie mean alone or does selfie mean with a group? Also, with our current cell phones, it can be a self-portrait because you can turn the timer on and you don't actually have to have your arm out awkwardly aiming towards yourself for it to count as a selfie. I mean, I do think that there's sometimes a difference between a self-portrait and a quick snap, casual selfie style photo. But really, how different are they? I don't want to get into like all the details of, you know, the definition of an actual selfie because it just doesn't really matter. When I was looking through some of the responses of why we don't take selfies, I asked this question in the 10 Things to Tell You Connection group on Facebook, which is a great group. I love it. People are participating in One Day May in there if they're not quite comfortable sharing it on their wider social media channels. It's just a very supportive, loving, creative, smart group. I asked in there about selfies and I was reading through the responses. It just doesn't matter too much if we're talking about alone or with others. For the most part, what we're going to be talking about in this episode and and what people have the most hangups about is posting a selfie that is just them. A lot of people now are completely fine. It seems a lot more socially acceptable and internally acceptable to take selfies with family or friends or a group or your kids or whatever. It does not seem to have all the same hangups. So I just want to get that part out of the way. And so we're going to talk about the three biggest reasons that seems to come up over and over again with why people get so tangled up about selfies. And know that I am not trying to talk you into it or out of it. I'm personally pro-selfie, and that will come through as I talk it through, but I really do understand the true tangles around this and why it's hard and vulnerable and feels icky to people. Like, I really do understand it. So I do not want you to feel completely like, you know, spun the other way, judged for not posting a selfie or judged for you know, feeling really self-conscious about it. This is truly just a conversation. And like all conversations on 10 Things to Tell You, I want you to take this topic to someone in your life or a friend group or a text thread, a bestie, your partner, whoever, and say, how do you feel about this? Do you have a hang up? What is your hang up? Why do we feel this way? Do you want to take a selfie with me? Like, I don't know. I want people to be talking about this just as a point of conversation because it's such a cultural, you know, touch point right now. I think there's less stigma around it and and less of an eye roll or stereotype. I think it is sort of becoming just a lot more of a, a thing that people do. And it's not like something to be parsed necessarily. But obviously there's enough of it as a topic for for people to be, you know, talking through this. So we're going to talk through the three ways. And then at the end, at the very end, not that I'm any expert by any means at all, but I am going to give you just a few selfie pointers, selfie tips as a pretty regular selfie taker for social media. I'm not going to give you anything earth shattering, but I do think that 
if you're interested in maybe sharing a photo of yourself, there are ways to make it more flattering. So we'll get to the end. I also want to say, this isn't a caveat, it's sort of a tangent, but I also want to say that there was quite a few people, a handful of people, that said something along the lines of the reason that they don't take or share selfies is because they're literally uninterested in it. Like they do not understand why people do it, why we're talking about it. They just don't think it's interesting. Like they, you know, are not losing sleep over it one way or the other. They would just rather take a picture of the landscape or their kids or their dog or whatever. It's just not interesting to them. Now, if that is your truth, I am not talking to you then. This episode is not for you. You might as well stop and go listen to something else because God bless you if you are like truly uninterested in this topic because I personally find that to be just sort of fascinating on its own. But if you aren't, if you don't have feelings about this one way or the other, you're not even mildly interested in the conversation around selfies and their place in our culture and our, in our social media habits and consumption, then yeah, this conversation is probably not going to be for you. As for the rest of us who have some degree of interest or feelings or tangles, let's start with the number one reason that people seem to say, at least when we're talking about this publicly, that people seem to say they don't like taking or sharing selfies. And that is they don't like the way they look. That's the number one thing. Now, I used to think that that was kind of the number two thing, that that was second to feeling like it was self-indulgent or narcissistic, which we're going to talk about next because that is a big one. But because I truly think that they're just becoming a lot more accepted and mainstream and have been for a couple of years now, now people are moved on to when they think about taking or sharing a selfie, their biggest hang up is how they look. A lot of people express that they are really shocked at the disparity between the person they see in the camera, the person they see in the photo versus how they think of themselves. And this can be because of age or weight or acne or any, uh, you know, of the number of things that we all criticize ourselves for. And that truly, I can attest to, is one of the more shocking parts of aging, to be honest. I am less surprised by the facts of aging, wrinkles and all of the things that change about our appearance, then I am the gap between how you feel on the inside and how you look on the outside. That has been the surprising part of aging, honestly, that I wasn't totally prepared for because it's just something you can't prepare for unless you go through it. But I really do understand that can make you sad. That can make you feel very self-conscious. You know, a lot of our social media feeds are full of people who knew us when we looked differently in all kinds of ways that we might have looked differently. And so it's not just about this exact moment in time. Nobody lives in a vacuum and how we look at this exact moment. Even if we can do a lot of self-love and a lot of self-work on accepting ourselves and loving ourselves and our body and aging and our faces and changing, even if we 
can kind of stand there in a confident, you know, growth sort of mindset, it really does change when you think about, well, but I don't necessarily want to stand on a stage and have everybody look at me right now. And that is what social media is a little bit, right? It's a little bit of standing on a stage and presenting yourself to however many people this might come through their feed. And that's a lot. That can give anybody pause. It doesn't mean that you're like a weak, insecure person because you have some hesitations on this. And who doesn't want to put forth their, you know, best self when it's kind of in a public arena, which is what social media is. And it was also interesting to read in the comments the people who felt like they looked better in pictures that they took themselves when you can control the angle or the way you're smiling or whatever versus people who felt like they looked better and more natural in like a group photo or a photo that someone else took. There were mixed feelings on that. Personally, for me, I think I take a better photo of myself than when I am in a photo that someone else is taking. I am very critical of photos that someone else takes because I feel like my smile looks weird or my chin looks strange or is that like how other people see me versus when I am taking a selfie, when I have control of the camera angle or the lighting or, you know, my lipstick shade or whatever, like I feel like I can take a picture that makes me feel like this is what I look like. It is really jarring to see a candid photo maybe or a photo that someone else took and be like, oh my gosh, is that how other people see me? Because that's not how I think I look. And again, that makes us self-conscious. So if you are someone who avoids selfies at all costs or avoids photos at all costs because of some part of how you look, let me offer you an alternative. I think that selfies can be very confident building in this way or flattering or empowering because you get to control the photo. You get to say, in a sense, you get to show This is what I look like. This is how I want to be seen. This is how I see myself. And you can spend many minutes getting this right. No one is going to see how many selfie tries, like how many tries it takes for you to get a photo that you're pleased with of yourself. No one has to know. You do not have to post the first one that you took to pretend that it's breezy and casual, it is completely okay to take some time to take a nice photo of yourself, even if it is sort of breezy and casual, even if it is just what you look like on a Tuesday for a social media challenge, like we're talking about, like it's not a photo you're going to use for your profile picture or for, you know, an interview application or anything like that. It is a quote unquote breezy casual selfie. But those people that you see that it comes through your feed and they just look darling and amazing and like they just posted the first thing they snapped, I promise you they didn't. Like they didn't. Everybody takes a bunch of them to kind of get it right. And speaking of those people who post a lot of selfies, that brings me to the number two 
reason, it's a biggie that I think people are very hesitant on when it comes to posting selfies. Number two, a very prevalent thing that came through the thread that comes through in people's apologetic captions that comes through in conversations when we talk about this is that something about selfies seems self-indulgent or like you're fishing for compliments or you're, you know, saying, look at me, that you're trying to get a lot of attention or that you are, you know, bothering others by taking up space in their feed with your face. Okay, now I realize this is one, this is a huge ball of wax and there are a few facets here, but but the overall idea here is that it is self-indulgent or narcissistic or tacky. And so let's talk that through. With sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben free. It is also pH balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, Dot com and use code U, Y-O-U. Not so much a thing anymore. I mean, maybe with teenagers, it probably is. But the audience of 10 Things to Tell You is not really teenagers. Think of the adults in your feed. Think about how many people are actually posting those kind of goofy model pose type of selfies. I can think of a few people that post regular selfies, like, you know, a few times a week, possibly even daily, but they're usually like with their kids or whatever. I think after a certain age, there are just so few people that are actually posting those type of look at me, look at me, overly attention-seeking selfies. Now, maybe I'm wrong and you guys tell me on social media in the thread if I am wrong here, but my feed just isn't full of that anymore. I think that's like an old stereotype that we've held on to. That's not actually how most people are using social media. Again, if you have like the one person in your community, you know, there's always like an outlier who really is still that person who like posts a dramatic duck lip car selfie every day. That person is an outlier. Most people are not posting that. For the most part, people who post selfies for whatever reason, when they're in a social media challenge, when they just think they're having a good hair day, when it's part of, you know, a thoughtful caption that they really want to share, I don't know, those 
selfies, when they come through my feed, I love seeing other people's face. Don't you? I would much prefer to see people's faces in my feed than like their coffee cup or like yet another sunset. I love the faces. And if there is a slight hint or tinge towards attention seeking or like they're fishing for compliments, I mean, yeah, sometimes I feel like there might be, you know, a little of an underlying tone there occasionally with someone, but like, so what? I have no problem saying, you look beautiful. What a great photo. Love your lipstick. Or not commenting at all and just scrolling by. But like, if someone is posting a selfie or regular selfies that you judge, I want you to think about why you judge that person or why you judge their selfies. And there's no right or wrong answer here. You know, maybe you're just like, oh my gosh, that person just bugs me. Well, okay, fair. But maybe you're also like, I'm annoyed at how darling that person is. They are so cute. Their life looks so great. They look just the same as they did when we were teenagers and I don't and it makes me feel bad about myself. Or why does she, you know, need all this attention? I refuse to give her a compliment just on principle. You know, I mean, we have all these crazy thoughts, right? But ask yourself truly, what bugs you about the person that has come to your mind and their selfies? Is it their happiness that bugs you? Is Does it feel needy or desperate to you? All of these things that we think about others is obviously how we turn it and how we feel about ourselves, the idea of ourselves posting. And we don't want to appear needy or desperate, or we don't want people looking at our appearance and judging it in a way that maybe we judge or look at other people's appearance. I want to read to you a comment from Danielle in the 10 Things to Tell You Facebook group. She said something when we were talking about this on the thread. She said something that I thought was super, super interesting. Danielle writes, I think I just had a breakthrough. If I'm being brutally honest with myself, I get annoyed when I see others' selfies sometimes, and I reflect that back on my own habits of posting. I think I get annoyed that someone has the audacity to like the way they look and feel confident and good about themselves, because you don't post pictures where you think you look like a prickly blowfish, when I struggle with even looking in the mirror some days. It feels like an affront Like we are all supposed to be in this pool of self-loathing and self-deprecation and they had the nerve to step out, especially when I think I may be prettier than them, yet they are the ones with the confidence to post. I thought this was the most amazing breakthrough and I think that women do this to one another all the time. Women in particular, although selfies, of course, applies to anyone, but I think that we often overly judge or seek to tear down or talk behind their back or whatever, the person who steps out of these roles that we think we're supposed to play in all kinds of ways. The mom who opts to not be involved with school stuff, the woman who wears too much makeup or not any makeup, or like Danielle is saying here, refuses to have this self-deprecation that we're all supposed to have. 
about their looks and boldly posts a look how cute I am photo. That's not the attitude that we're supposed to have. And how dare she? So there's a couple things going on with this point. The self-indulgence, that we feel like it's self-indulgent, that we judge others who might be acting self-indulgent. We, we don't like that. We don't like a person who's all about themselves. We value people who are less about themselves and more about others. Because while I don't find selfies indulgent personally, when we do post them and have this vague apology in the caption, that is how we're making it less self-indulgent. That is how we are making it more culturally acceptable is when we sort of give this caveat of, I know that selfies are gross, or I never usually do this, or, you know, someone posted in the feed on the first day of May, this is the first selfie I've posted in 10 years, or something like that. Now, I will cheer that person on all day long. I don't care if their caption is vaguely apologetic, because I know that that is how they are dealing with the vulnerability of posting their face in the feed is that they're having to temper that with a caption that overexplains or apologizes or just acknowledges that they're breaking some kind of a rule, their own or society's or their social construct. So there's that part of this point, this self-indulgent, narcissistic not wanting to be seen as attention-seeking. And then there's this other part that I'm, I'm lumping into this same one, even though they're not exactly the same, which is I don't want to be seen as bothering others or seen as taking up too much space with my own self. And we talked about taking up space on the internet back on episode 115 with Kate Kennedy, a conversation I loved so much because she just boldly puts out her thoughts and ideas solo for hours and hours at a time and people listen to it. And that is so brave. In the podcast world, that is so brave. And on this micro level that we're talking about in our own little worlds, in our own feeds, the same is true in selfies, that you're taking up someone's time, somewhat, you know, a part of someone's scroll with only your face, that maybe you're wasting their social media time, or you think that your face, your appearance isn't worth a whole post. Like that's prime real estate, a social media post, especially if you're not someone who posts very much at all. And you want to make sure that when you post that you're highlighting someone else or talking about something that matters to you, like these really worthy things, not a photo of you. That's how we feel. I totally get that, that taking up space. But again, I'm going to circle back. That's why this still lands in the same point number two, is that I love seeing other people's face. And I think so do you. I think most of us do. And so the rules that we are putting on other people, like you love seeing other people's faces and you would never tell them to tamp it down or that the one selfie they post a week is too much. You truly, in your heart, do not feel that way for them. But for you... You only allow yourself 
to take up that kind of space when you change your profile picture or when you really have something important to share or show or say. A random Tuesday where you think you look cute? We are too grown to post selfies in that instance. That's something young people do. That's something less educated people do. That's something, you know, I'm, I'm smarter than that. I'm like more sophisticated than that. That's our snobby selves thinking that. In some ways, when we think that someone else is being lowbrow in the way that they post, in the way that they share themselves, that's us being snobby. And what is snobby if not thinking that we are better than others? Or that we would never do this, even though it's okay for someone else. In fact, it's great for someone else. Now, hear me that I understand sometimes it's just not your personality type. Like you just, you don't like it. You're never going to like it. Like it's not your jam and it has nothing to do with being snobby. Like all of this talk is like too introspective. It's not that. It's like I said at the beginning, you're just like not that interested in this. But I know that for a lot of us, myself included, It is different than that. It is more than that. It is being judgy or snobby or fear of what other people think. We we really care a lot about what other people think. It's hard not to. As I age, I care less about what other people think in certain areas of my life and in really specific and, and important areas of my life. I care less about what other people think. But there are still little avenues. There are still things where I do care you know, in a vain way, I do care what people think about how I look, for example, which is what we're talking about with a selfie. So you can overall maybe be caring less what people think or, you know, in a growth pattern where you care less about what people think. And still, selfies or things like selfies give you pause. I want to take another quick tangent here. I didn't know I was going to do, but I've had the chance to talk about this topic a little bit on other shows. I've gotten to be on quite a few other podcasts in the last couple of months as I promote the book, Share Your Stuff, I'll Go First. And of course, we often end up talking about sharing and the ideas behind sharing and the hangups behind sharing, much like we're talking about today. And one of the questions that I've gotten quite a few times and, and been able to talk about but haven't shared that here is about oversharing. When people are asking me about share your stuff and how we can be better at sharing and connecting, it often comes back to this other question about what about oversharing? You know, where is the line? Where is the limit? And I hadn't given this a ton of thought until the last couple of years when like all I do is write about and talk about sharing. And I've realized that I've come to a somewhat radical what I know is going to be controversial opinion about oversharing, and that is this. I no longer believe in oversharing. I do not think it's a thing. Now stay with me because you're probably like, what? We all know a person that we think of that overshares. And I want you to think of that person because we all have that person. They overshare not just selfies like we're talking about, but they way overshare details or they way overshare just like, frequency, like they share 15 times a day in their social media feed. What are they doing? They way overshare opinions or articles or anything. It doesn't matter. I know that you're thinking of the person in your life or people in your life who overshare. And I no longer want to talk about oversharing in that way. It 
it tracks with this selfie conversation we're having. Because outside of sharing in a way that harms others or, you know, hurts someone else's livelihood or endangers someone else in some way, when we're talking about ourselves, especially like frequency of sharing or um, attention-seeking type sharing that we would think of as oversharing, TMI even, when someone is sharing that much, that often, that kind of thing, there is something that they are either getting out of it, you know, feedback that they're getting out of it, fishing for compliments like we talked about, or something that they want to get out of it. And a lot of times this just seems to come back to loneliness. When I think of what is in common with the people in my life that I can, or in my feed, sometimes I don't know them very well, but the people who really overshare it seems like they're not getting that feedback. They're not getting that connection anywhere else. And so they're doing it on social media. Maybe their personality type is just they have no filter. They're that way in person. They're that way on Facebook. Like it's just who they are. But I no longer want to talk about someone who overshares in as judgy a way as I used to. Because I used to be like, God, don't they just like know these unspoken rules? Like you really shouldn't post that many times a day. Or they're really like saying too much. And really the underlying of me thinking that of others, which I did for a long time, was they are taking up too much space. And I don't like it. Now, someone can overshare it's not to your taste. You don't want their post in your feed 10 times a day. Fine. Like I get that. I wouldn't either. Or the way that they share things, again, not to your taste. It either bugs you or it's just not like how you want to spend your time scrolling. That's fine. A lot of people are not to other people's taste. But I don't want to talk about oversharing as like a character flaw. (laughs) It's not a moral thing anymore. There are no unspoken rules on the internet. I mean, there are. We all know that there are. But like, what are you really breaking when you break that rule? Like, so what that you post every single meal? I mean, you got it. There's something about you. There's something about that person that needs to share that, that wants some kind of feedback. Maybe they're lonely. Maybe they're, you know, in a bad marriage where they get no positive feedback. There are a hundred reasons why someone has turned to social media to share themselves in a way that we view as oversharing. And I'm not going to silence that person. Doesn't mean I have to stay friends with them or connected with them on that social media app. Doesn't mean that I need to feel obligated to comment on every single thing because I have intuited that they're lonely. That does not mean that then I have to take on, you know, this engagement with them to alleviate their loneliness necessarily. But it does mean that I want to think more about oversharers from a place of compassion and to really think about why do you think they're sharing so much instead of being like, ugh, who wants to be like Sally? Because you know what else it does when we judge or talk about oversharers? When in our friend group, we moan and groan and talk about the one person who way overshares too much is that it not only silences that person if the feedback was to get back to them, it silences everyone else in that friend group. So if you're at a girl's night out and everyone is talking about the person we all know who shares too much and how much they share and how many selfies they take and 
the fact that they post every day, oh my God, do you know what happens? Every single person at that dinner then starts to post less because they realize, oh, maybe they're posting a couple of times a week. That was also too much. And so you're not probably going to end up silencing the oversharer, to be honest, but you're silencing everyone else. And I just don't want to be talking about people in a way that I wish they would share less, that I wish that they would be smaller or quieter. I just, that's just not where I'm going to stand on this issue. So that was a tangent, but I've been meaning to talk about it and it seems to fit here because talking about selfies seems to go hand in hand with talking about oversharing yourself. Okay, and then the last point I want to talk about before we get to some quick selfie tips, if you're here for the selfie tips, is one other thing that's like a little bit in tangent to actual selfies, but it came up multiple times on the thread and it's actually a sensitive point in my own life. So I just want to mention it. And that is not taking or sharing selfies because some part of you is resentful that no one is taking photos of you. And so you don't want to take that selfie of yourself or even, um, let's say with your kids, which again, the term selfie is relative. You don't want to have to be the one to take the picture of you and your kids. You wish that a partner was reaching out and taking pictures of you and the kids. You wish that someone else in your life was taking the picture and that the onus should not be on you to take pictures of you. That sort of hurts your feelings and you get resentful about it. And so a year goes by and you're mad that the only pictures that exist are ones that you took yourself, are selfies. Maybe they're not the best pictures. It would be a better picture if someone else took it and you're mad about it. I understand this. And in fact, one year when the kids were little, I asked Jeff, my husband, for, I don't remember if it was for Christmas or for my birthday or something. I was like, or maybe it was like the new year when we were setting resolutions. I don't know. I really said to him, like in a truly heartfelt conversation, I said, I really want you to take more pictures of me with the kids because this is when they were, you know, babies, little, like one and three. And when I would go through my camera roll or when I would go through our, you know, photo albums that I would make when the kids were little, there were hundreds and hundreds of pictures of Jeff with the kids. Hundreds. Because I took them. I was always taking pictures of him and the kids together. And no one was taking pictures of me and the kids. He just didn't reach for his camera or his phone. He just didn't think like that. And if I did sometimes say, will you take a picture of me right now? It was never quite right. You know, he didn't have his heart in it. It wasn't a good photo. Or when he would think of it, it would be like, the most inopportune time. Like I looked gross and I was not happy to have that picture. And it just, we were just never on the same page about it. And so I tried to like do what I thought was the right thing and ask for what I wanted and express that it was really important to me that he take more pictures of me with the kids and friends. Like he just didn't do it. And I know he loves me. And I, you know, I know that he cared about it in the moment of the conversation But it just didn't really pan out. He just has never really taken even a sliver amount of pictures of me, period, or me with the kids, as much as I have taken pictures of him or him in our family life. 
And yeah, it bummed me out for a while. And it made me mad. Like, why do I have to take a picture? Why do all the pictures I have with the kids be a selfie, which is not, you know, always the greatest picture? I don't like that. But it sort of just was what it was. So when other people were saying this in the thread, I really, you know, I got it. Like, this is sort of a tender spot. Eventually, I stopped asking, as you can tell. I learned how to use the self-timer. I hired professional photographer to take a picture of our family once or twice a year so that I had pictures where I felt like I looked pretty and were of me in our family life. I just couldn't go on for like the next decade being upset about this thing or necessarily making it deeper than it was, that it was emblematic of his love for me or not. Sometimes it can be, you know, there's lots of dynamics in relationships. I didn't feel like that was the thing with Jeff. I feel like that's just like not at the top of his mind and just not something I was going to make him be able to think about. But I really do understand that that is part of this selfie shame, not the traditional selfies like we're talking about, but just part of like photo shame, if you will. And if that is you, like I see you, I hear you, and I know that it sucks to have to ask someone to take pictures of you. And sometimes it's awkward to be like, I don't know, the mom at the park and I randomly ask another mom to take a picture of you with the kids like, Maybe that feels really weird. (laughs) I don't know. But maybe, possibly, probably, you will feel so glad later to have that photo. Which is the last thing I'm going to end on. Being glad to have these photos. Whatever hangups you have around selfies in general, I look back um, years worth of selfie taking that I started in my blog days, like before smartphones had good cameras, when I was using like an actual camera to take self-portraits. And I don't regret a single one of those photos. They're not all the greatest photos. I'm not saying I want to like display all of those photos, but it is so interesting to me to look back and see like how I did my hair then or what I thought was cute or like what my outfit was or I don't know, any of these things. I'm glad I have those photos of myself. Again, they're not all for public consumption. They may not, they're probably, most of them, not something that we want to post on Instagram on the regular, but I'm glad I took them. So glad. And so at the very, very least, if you're listening to this and you're thinking that you wouldn't mind having photos of you, more of them, then just remove the posting part of taking a selfie. Remove that part from the equation and just take the photo. Take the photo of yourself. You will be glad you have this photo. You may not look exactly how you want to look right now, but you will never be as young as you are this second. And so if appearance is one of your main hangups, take the photo and let it speak for itself. In the future, you will look back and be glad you had it, or you will look back as I do occasionally and think, man, I looked tired in those years. I did not look great. I am so proud of myself for coming through that time. I like the way I look better now, 10 years later, but I'm glad I have those photos from when I was 30 and exhausted. I really am. So if you are thinking about this and you haven't been able to perfect the art of the selfie, I am no expert in this. I'll be honest with you. But there are a few tried and true things if you haven't thought of them yet. But first is lighting matters most. Lighting matters most. If you are standing directly under your light source, it's going to cast all kinds of shadows on your face that are most likely going to be unflattering. It's going to make any bags under your eyes look darker. It's going to make any wrinkles or perceived imperfections more dramatic. Find the light that is flattering. 
This is often in front of a window or outside in the full shade where you're getting beautiful outside light, but it's not like harsh shadows on your face from direct sun. Most of the time, I like it best to shoot inside, but close to a window. So the light is coming in on your face and the camera is then pointing towards you, of course. Secondly, always angle the camera up a little bit, not too high up. That can look weird, although I do that sometimes because whatever, but a little bit higher. Again, that's always going to be more flattering than shooting from from straight on or a little bit below if you're self-conscious about the angles of your face. And then don't be afraid to try a few angles. Find out if there's one side of your face or the other that you find to be more flattering. You know, people have like sides when they take pictures and they're like, oh, I want to be on the left side. I want to be on the right side. This is why they have found an angle that they think is flattering. You can do the same, but you have to do it sort of by like experimentation. Even if you feel dumb, no one will ever know. No one has to ever know that you took a million photos trying to figure out which smile looks best in a photo. I also recommend thinking of something funny (laughs) when you take a picture so that you're smiling. When you try to do like a forced smile or what you think is like a pretty natural smile, it, it might not be. Okay, we all have weird like photo smiles. All of us. Instead, I like think of something that I truly thought was funny, a recent like joke, TV show, video I saw, something funny someone said. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Think of something that's like truly going to make you naturally smile or laugh instead of trying to like pose and find like the awkward smile that doesn't quite go to your eyes. You know what I mean? Find a real smile by thinking of something funny. Also, I'll tell you one last tip that I learned recently, and this wasn't from selfies. This was actually from um, having professional photos taken, but it applies to selfies. I had some professional photos taken where I got my hair and makeup done and I hated them. And it wasn't a fake smile and it wasn't my outfit or whatever. It was that I felt like my hair and makeup didn't look like me, even though they were professionally done and they were like, I'm sure technically done well. They just looked too formal. I just felt like this isn't what I look like. Like this isn't what I look like on the day to day. And while sometimes like I'm, I love a formal photo. So it's, you know, not that, but for the occasion of this, I just looked at the photos and I was like, that just is too done. And that's just not how I look. And so when I had my photos taken with Jess Kohler, some of my recent book photos that I've been posting that I'm super happy about and I love, I purposefully did my own makeup. I think I had my hair blown out. I can't exactly remember, but I I didn't want that super done look. I wanted to look like me. Even if it was a little bit less professional, polished-y looking, I just wanted to feel like that is what I look like and that is what I want to share. And I was so much happier. Well, I was happier with those photos for a lot of different reasons. We could do a whole episode on like professional photo taking, but it does apply for selfie. If you're going to take some kind of a self-portrait, sometimes getting all done up is fun and will give you some confidence boost, but sometimes it can make you feel like, well, this isn't what I look like, or this isn't what I want to show others I look like, or whatever. You know, I encourage people to wear bold lipstick all the time because bold lipstick empowers me. It's like a suit of armor for me because that's how my brain works. And that's, you know, I like the way I look that way. But sometimes I've had friends or people on social media, because I've encouraged it, they will put some bold lipstick on and it is not empowering to them. To them, it feels like a clown. To them, it feels like a different person in a negative way. And so that's just not what works for them. So you have to find what works for you and your appearance and 
especially your appearance in photos. If you feel more confident when you are especially polished and done looking or when you feel more confident when you look a little more natural. If you like the way you look in bold lipstick, if you like the way you look completely natural, you get to pick and there is no right or wrong. But if you feel comfortable, if you feel like you're not in weird, uncomfortable clothes or in strange makeup that you're very self-conscious of, you will look better in the pictures. You will be more natural. Your shoulders will be more natural. Your smile will be more natural. So think about that too. Whew, okay, we had a lot to talk about in terms of selfie shame. And I'm glad we got to it. I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time, like I said. I still like I feel like I have even more words, but I'm gonna close this off here because I want this to be a conversation throughout the week on social media, in the connection group, on Facebook, in your own life and in your own conversation, how you feel about selfies, how you feel about other people's selfies. If it's something deep within you, or if it's just like a shallow thing that maybe you either need to get over or it's just not even worth examining. All of these things are interesting, but I'm here to tell you that selfies are here to stay. They're not going anywhere. The cameras keep becoming like more purposefully made to shoot ourselves on camera. And so this doesn't mean you have to get comfortable with it or not, but it does mean like this isn't something that's going away. And so it's worth talking about. And I loved talking about it with you. And you've just listened to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you, and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.